0: It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey.
1: And I'm Ashley. Last time, we discussed the unaired Hey Arnold pilot.
0: Yeah, or the, once again, I'm giving you an error in our intro, so I didn't even realize. uh, It wasn't really unaired. It had aired selectively, and, uh, oh, you know what, Ashley? It's nine days after it apparently was released on DVD.
1: Oh, yeah. Did we ever get any follow-up on that? Did we ever uh, dig into CE...
0: what, I'm what Googling about? right now. Um, I mean, there's nothing. I'll sort it by news. Huh. Okay. There's a new article from November 24th. Hey Arnold, searching and air force on one disc. Oh, I see. So they did release Paramount and Nickelodeon released to the, the, Hey Arnold, the ultimate collection. Uh, oh it's the complete tv series two movies and then it says and bonus content um oh and then there's a sticker that i assume says with french subtitles of the hey arnold film <laughs> <laughs> okay what? so i guess so, it came out with this dvd oh and it includes the jungle movie so that's like all they really added okay to
1: it. i i was kind of wondering i was like not i don't know but like how, how many people are currently looking for a new version of of the Hey Arnold series on DVD, right? Like,
0: well, although, it's already a
1: purchasable product. I guess to be
0: fair, it's really hard to watch the Jungle movie, so I guess they're giving you this, you know.
1: Yeah, but why not just sell that separate?
0: Yeah, that's true. Because hey, hey Arnold is on a Hulu, right? Uh, yes, it is.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty accessible if you want it. Anyway, that's
0: true um it also includes which i sent you the link when i was digging on hey arnold these uh claymation shorts from 1988 it has one of them which was the first ever appearance of arnold called arnold escapes from church and it introduced it's like harold's the bully and helga is the like weird love interest and that's it like it's three characters
1: <laughs> that's kind of fascinating too
0: yeah, we gotta watch those. They're really short. I haven't oh, absolutely. watched it yet. They're like but...
1: minutes. I, I don't know if I ever actually watched them, but I do know back in my, uh, I want to say high school obsession with Hey Arnold, I I dug deep into that, so.
0: Also, this says, sorry, we'll get back on track in a second, but it says that Julia Louis Dreyfus was in a Hey Arnold. Oh, she was Miss Felter. That's crazy. Miss Felter. In, in Crush right on Teacher. I think Ray and I did that without you because it was a substitute teacher episode. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's the episode where Arnold has a crush on yeah. the sub and it's really uncomfortable. And he thinks that and her husband, her fiance's name is Arnold and she, he, Gerald hears her talking about him romantically and they think it's about Arnold. It's a really uncomfortable episode, but yeah, oh my God, that's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That's crazy.
1: Wild. Well,
0: anyway, that makes me so happy. Go cats. (laughs) (laughs) She is a fellow Northwestern person. Wow. I
1: never would have guessed Um, that. That is wild. Anyways.
0: Actually, leading perfectly into our Twitter poll, no sarcasm for once, do you want a Hey Arnold revival? And 72% of you said yes, 28% of you said no, and a few of you commented saying, like, while you love the show, you don't feel the need for them to milk it, and I tend to agree. I think, uh... The jungle movie wrapped things up well enough for me and but i trust craig bartlett if he were in charge i'd say go ahead but if for any reason he didn't want to do it i wouldn't trust them to do it
1: right yeah it would definitely need to be originals included in there and and yeah it's it's, i I don't necessarily need there to be one but don't get me wrong i would 100% watch it if there were i'm not saying i'm above a hey arnold revival but um, I, I do feel like it's a mostly complete story. I think, I think we kind of know where Arnold's at with most of his life, and I'm not, I'm not dying to, to get filled in anymore on it, personally.
0: Right, but like you said, the Patakis green lighted oh, immediately. Man.
1: I would watch that so hard. It so would get, hard.
0: like, ten viewers a week, you know? I feel like we're the only ones who really want it.
1: I want it more than this world knows. It... <laughs> even if i wish i wish there was even just like an unaired pilot of that to like give right. me an idea of what the show would have been alas but moving forward <laughs> uh this week we are talking about the 10th episode of avatar the last airbender getting back to our watch through here i know it's a little bit late for you guys but uh, we're still getting it done
0: yeah, yeah, we're in the double digits now, finally. And uh, thanks for bearing with us. We are back and better than ever. Uh, we just had a brief hiatus, but we're back in your feet, as you can obviously tell. Uh, follow us on Twitter at fnn_podcast underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. Review us on Apple podcast so others can find the show. And uh, make sure to check out our YouTube page as well. And please leave comments there. We love hearing from you all
1: and with that thanks so much for tuning in now let's get started
0: Right. this episode, as we said, is the 10th episode of Book One, Water. It's called Jet, and it originally aired on May 6th, 2005.
1: And in this one, a band of guerrilla fighters led by the rogue Jet, Rescue, Ang, Katara, and Sokka from a small group of Fire Nation soldiers. Jet invites the team back to the Freedom Fighters hideout where the group plots out its attacks. Jet and Katara form an instant bond, but Sokka has suspicions about Jet, which leads the young rebel to tempt Sokka with missions. His plan fails, however, with Sokka increasingly concerned about Jet's motives and true objectives. Aang and Katara decide to help Jet in his efforts to quote unquote save a nearby Earth Kingdom town, but Jet's real intent is to drown the village, sacrificing the lives of innocent civilians to destroy the Fire Nation garrison there. However, Saka manages to evacuate the city, earth and fire citizens alike, in time to avoid Jet's plot.
0: Yeah, it's a real heavy one. It instantly calls to mind questions of war, like the nuclear bombs in Japan, or like any situation where a utilitarian leader would say the ends justify the means, which Jet here does, whereas a more, um, I don't even know what the right word is, a more humanistic, a more, frankly, uh, empathetic person would say we have to save even the bad people so that innocent people don't die.
1: Yeah. It, it really is an interesting moral dilemma here. And and it's also, it's the first time that we're seeing somebody who is, you know, on the side of the quote unquote, good guys, right? The rebels against the fire nation who maybe is crossing the line a little bit too much right this is this is the first time that we're seeing that sort of flavor of of rebellion there
0: yeah no, and it's an interesting, again, an interesting side of the world, where it's just really, at the beginning of the episode, really refreshing to know that other people are are in this resistance, that at times it feels like Aang and his friends are alone in this fight, but even to see another band of these five weirdos <laughs> working together is, is comforting to them.
1: Absolutely. Um, I do want to back up a little bit. It's not really mentioned in this uh, um, synopsis here, but we do need to talk about How at the very beginning uh, We have Sokka getting Straight up roasted By Katara and it's beautiful
0: It's so funny
1: He's talking about he's like well my instincts Tell me that I should um, Should That we should walk That we shouldn't be on the flying bison
0: um, And he's and, like I'm the leader which yeah, causes right. a little Argument you know of, you know, she says, Well maybe Aang's the leader and it's like Aang's still a kid in which they are too, you know. And, right. Uh-huh. And
1: then she goes on with the I'll bet you wouldn't be so bossy if you've kissed a girl. And he's like, <laughs> I've kissed a girl and then she responds back with Grand Grand? I've met Grand Grand.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good and the voice acting is excellent. You can just like feel the burn.
1: And then and then shortly thereafter they're walking per Sokka's instincts. And it's a miserable time, their feet are sore, and... I I forgot exactly what the the line is, but Katara says something about, like, Oh, you know when we're gonna get there? Maybe you can ask Sokka's instincts! And it's just, like, (laughs) drilling into him.
0: Dripping with sarcasm, yeah. She's really going for the kill this episode, but Sokka kinda has it coming for doing this whole I'm the macho leader thing, even though he's the only one who can't bend.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he he does have it coming, and it's, you know, I I was kind of with him to an extent. I was like, well, you know, to be fair, being on a giant flying bison probably does make them a little easier to find, right? But uh, they also have a bad tendency of spreading word around too fast, and there's other things that make them continuously get caught. Um, And in this case, them being on foot ends up being for the worse, because... They immediately walk into a Fire Nation, just like a little, I don't even know what you call it, but some some small Fire Nation hideout situation there.
0: Oh, yeah. So first, they encounter the Fire Nation. They're trapped. They uh, they try bending, but very quickly, um, there's uh, What's the first thing that happens? I can't remember. Like, it's like a boomerang or something, right? Comes in.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And it's Jet and his gang of uh, of sort of Robin Hood like knaves who uh, uh, who rescue them, and they, they, it's exciting to see this. Like we were saying, this uh, fellow resistors to the Fire Nation, and they are able to save Sokka and Aang and Katara, and you know, Jet is let's just say it, Jet's hot, and <laughs> Katara is instantly just like, oh my God, who is this guy? and Sokka's suspicious, and Aang is just relieved, basically. And um, It's an interesting introduction, because they're kind of brought in as these swashbuckling heroes, but that takes a turn later in the episode.
1: Yeah, and I mean, immediately we feel like, oh look, there's other people that are on the same side, and we find out, too, that uh, Jet's parents were also killed by the Fire Nation, so there's this sort of bond there too beyond just the uh, you know raw physical attraction there's there's this sort of understanding at least at the beginning where it feels like well they're they've both gone through the same thing so they understand where the other is coming from and and you know i i will say i don't agree with jet but it is understandable that he's a very angry person right like he's however old he is at the time um and His parents were killed by these other people. And it is understandable to have a lot of, you know, pent-up anger towards that group. Like, again, still questionable, but I I do kind of see where he's coming from.
0: Yeah, me too. He's like, if... The, the parallels between him and Sokka and between him and Katara are very interesting, and he calls on them a lot. He'll say, you know, you're wrong. Like, imagine what the Fire Nation did to your parents and use that. But Sokka and Katara are noble and clear-headed enough to to know what helps their cause and what doesn't. And while you can certainly understand where Jet's coming from, it's it's more about him, and it's about him getting revenge than it is about any sort of greater good.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and I think part of him still thinks that he's on the side of good without really recognizing how caught up in this revenge scheme he really is. Right? Um, and, and, you know, he is, he does kind of have this awareness, though, right? So he, he goes out of his way to not give the full reasons for his actions to Aang and Katara. So he can kind of tell. You know, he's like, oh, we just need water to help us put out the fires or something. I forget the exact explanation. Um,
0: Yeah, I will say you can feel the twist coming. Avatar isn't formulaic, really, except for in terms of the hero's journey. But episode per episode, it's pretty fresh. But one of the few formulas they do use is someone new is introduced, and they're either seen as really good or really bad. And then by the end of the episode, you're thinking the opposite.
1: Yeah, and... You can kind of feel that he's being shady, and- and the- the moment that, like, first starts to really break things down is... Um... They're sort of hiding out in the, uh, in the forest, waiting for Fire Nation people to come through. And Sokka's all on board, he's like, yep, let's- let's scout out for Fire Nation people. And they end up attacking... this old man, who is from the Fire Nation? Um, but he is, he's still a civilian, and he's an old man, he's, you know, seemingly not in any interest to harm anyone, and he's just kind of there, and, you know, it's, it doesn't feel right, right? They, like, steal everything off his back, and it just doesn't feel appropriate somehow.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't done anything wrong in the moment, the old man. He, uh, is just walking through the woods, and he's being a firebender like is that a crime in itself i don't know
1: yeah and and again i kind of feel that the anger towards and again not really rational but you know he's he's got a lot of pent-up anger towards the entirety of the fire nation right because of what they've been allowed to do and it is very plausible that this old man at one point was supporting the fire nation right and potentially Mm -hmm. He's done something in the past, but we don't even yeah, he know was, that, he right? He's
0: probably a soldier just given what seems like the world where the men go and fight. Right. He but, probably was.
1: But they don't know that for one hundred percent certain. Yeah. And and even if they did, right, they, they I mean, there's no reason for them to be as vicious as they are. And Sokka mm-hmm. kind of stands up for the old man as like, Let him go, like he's just he's just a man, he's just passing through, he's just living, right? Um and and then we get this follow-up conversation where, um, well, first off, Sokka goes back to Ang and Katara and is like, hey, uh, Jet just like made us steal all these things from this old man. And then Katara, I will say Katara is a little bit faulted here throughout this episode in that she is so trusting of Jet. Yes. Um, she was like, She's no, blindsided. he wouldn't do that. Like, that's not Jet. Jet's not like that. And I'm like, you've known this guy for how long?
0: Yep. He's manipulative. <laughs> He's smooth, and he kind of knows how to win everybody over. Like, he knows what language to speak to make them comfortable. With with Katara, it's a little bit of flirting. With Sokka, it's like strategy. and He doesn't interact much with Aang at all individually, but it, Aang kind of fades to the background of this episode, which yeah, is he- really interesting.
1: He does throw out, um, so again, he, he has them sort of, uh, Aang and Katara help out, like, with these geysers, and he does say the line, something along the lines of, well, I know that the Avatar can get this done. So he does play a little bit into that.
0: Yeah, you're right. He does try to, like, appeal to, uh, Aang's ego, in a way, and it works.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and... And again, he, he does all of this knowing that he needs to leave out these details, right? He yeah. recognizes that these people are seeing things differently. But he really does think that he's in the right. And he, God, he is, he is a shady kind of character. But um, we, we also get this moment, though, where he's like, well, when he's talking about the old man, and he's like, well, he had this poison knife with him he was trying to kill us he was an assassin sent to kill me specifically and he thanks soker for saving his life and it kind of puts you in this weird spot where like you're you're pretty sure that he's making this up but like it's not explicitly stated one way or the other
0: yeah it isn't and it's pretty unsettling cuz it's unsettling either way either someone was trying to kill him or they're with just a pathological liar <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and given his actions, like, part of me is inclined to be like, he's making this up, but another part of me is like, I don't know, like, he could have, like, I, I don't, like, I don't know. It makes sense right? that
0: someone would be after Jet right. after how much he's disturbed the local Fire Nation. And it
1: also makes sense that maybe you'd want to set send somebody who's, you know, yeah. seemingly harmless, right?
0: It's why, like, old people are used to smuggle drugs all the time.
1: Right, they're, they're seemingly non-problematic so it does make sense mm-hmm. that they'd be like well let's let's send this old man just make him look innocent and you know they they know jets around so it's it's hard to say um and i, I think it, it's kind of intentionally a little ambiguous
0: right and like the thing with the old man it's like the inverse of the i don't know if it's quite a trope but the plot point i've seen in a few things where it's like you encounter a baby of like your worst enemies in the world and it's like what do you do you save the baby do you kill it do you raise it like um the question of should it be punished for what it could become and with the old man it's like well should he be punished for something he might have done it's a really interesting question
1: yeah it is and and again we're kind of left in this place where do we take jet's word do we think that because he's lied to them about something that he's lying all the time it's it's hard to say um regardless you know they the the actions that they took maybe weren't necessarily great. And Sokka does say, like, I didn't see a knife on him, but it's still possible that he missed it, right? That he wasn't looking for it or that it was in his belongings elsewhere. Um... Right. But he definitely does lie to them about this whole... this whole water situation. And he is planning on just wiping out an entire town, which is pretty horrifying. To to kill
0: a couple of firebenders.
1: Yeah. And, again, a lot of... uh, even of the Fire Nation, they're mostly civilians there, right? Like they're these aren't, for the most part, people in war, right?
0: That's true. Although I suppose if they're living there, they are occupying in a way. Right. right?
1: Yeah, but not all of them, right? Like I don't know. And and even so, so many innocent Earthbenders have to get killed of in course. order to get to it so
0: yeah no it's and we keep presenting these things as moral quandaries let me just say from my point of view there is no moral quandary there is if you find a baby of a nazi you don't kill the baby yeah (laughs) if you um if you have the choice between killing a couple evil people but many innocents are killed, you don't do it. Uh, so for me, this is not a moral quandary, but, you know, in media and for many, I think it is. So, and
1: I think the other thing, know. too, is that this wouldn't even be that big of a win for them, right? Not no. saying that, that it would outweigh it otherwise, but he'd be killing a bunch of innocent people to kill minor players in this war, right? Like it's not like he's doing this and then the the Fire King is gone. You know, like yeah, like
0: this would not impact Fire Lord Ozai or Fire Lord. At sorry. All.
1: It, it yeah. It, it would be such a small impact that it wouldn't even do anything. It's really more of he just wants to punish the Fire Nation in this small way that he can. Yeah. He's so caught up it, in it.
0: His mind is warped for revenge and that's sad, it's really sad that he had to go through that trauma, and the Fire Nation is messed up and horrible, we know that, but the the way to do it, I think, would be to team up and join Team Avatar, but as we see, he doesn't do that, he makes his choice, and Sokka is able to uh, to really save the day in this episode, and he, he evacuates everyone, and this is really, it starts off with him being, like, kind of a knob, but by the end of the episode he has saved the day and proven that for once his instincts were right
1: <laughs> yeah they, they kind of ask him they're like well why did you go to the village rather than just trying to you know go to the dam itself and trying to stop that and he was like you know sometimes my instincts are right <laughs> yeah. and then there's then there's a really cute ending too it's it's another one of those riding off into the sunset kind of deals where mm. I forget if it's anger or Katara, but one of them is like but you do know that you're flying in the directly wrong direction here and he's like and sometimes my instincts are wrong and it's it's a cute little (laughs) play on it all
0: yeah and it shows humility from Sokka which we don't see often so that's funny and yeah it is Sokka's instincts are sort of doubly right where he said they should have walked and they didn't and they almost got killed by Fire Nation people although if they hadn't walked presumably Jet would have gone through with his plan and lots of innocent people would have died so it's kind of a good thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, presumably, he, although it was useful for him to have the water bending, if he was this, you know, attached to the idea, he would have found a way to do it without their help. I'm certain. Hmm. Um,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: and and I do think there's at least some amount of eye opening here for Katara too, that she realizes that maybe you know people aren't always immediately what they seem. You know that she was so trusting of him so immediately and sees this sort of darker side and um you know it's it's another one of those moments where and and it's really a big part of why we love this show is that no one character is always right you know there's not the one character that is the moral good that never messes up throughout the entire series that they are you know human in a lot of ways that she can make mistakes and that Saka is not just always the bumbling idiot. He can have moments of really great wisdom. Um so I feel like this episode kind of plays on that pretty well.
0: It does. They're built like a good sports team where like it's like in baseball specifically, players are going to slump and so you need a team that can pick each other up when someone does and that's just what team avatar does and they i keep using team avatar i guess that's a spoiler in a way they haven't officially branded themselves that yet but i think it's so obvious that like whatever
1: (laughs) (laughs) the name i don't think is the uh the major plot point of the series as a
0: whole no but yeah they're, they're such a great team the three of them and they keep each other in check so uh Yeah, it's a great episode. Jet is a fascinating character, and one that the fan base has particularly clung on to, specifically the fan art creating fan base. It's a little much, (sighs) I will say, for a character who's not in much of the show, but he certainly has fascinated uh, fans of this show since the very beginning.
1: Absolutely. Um, And yeah, it's, again, he's a, he's a different flavor of character than what we've seen thus far. He's sort of morally ambiguous again sort of up to you how ambiguous that is but he's at least on the same quote-unquote side as team avatar but maybe not really there so um do you have anything else to add
0: no why don't we go to your segment
1: let's do it all right guys so my segment this week is pretty short And it comes from me sort of scrolling around the Avatar wiki and I'm on Jet's page here trying to dig into some things Um, and I noticed that in his info it's listed that he is born in 83 AG. And I was wondering well what the heck is AG? (laughs) And it's actually a and and I haven't dug into exactly where it started but it's a fan created sort of timeline where they, they base... Um, they base it on the the Air Nomad genocide. So before the Air Nomad genocide is BG, and after is AG. And I one, I just thought it was really cool that people have managed to put together this timeline. And there's a whole bunch of bits and pieces of things, um, including that uh, Aang emerges from the iceberg in late ninety nine AG, um, and you know, there's, there's just a lot of interesting info here. Um, there's a lot of events that I don't want to spoil for you guys yet, but I did think it was just cool that um, they managed to build this all out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's just a great idea, and... If you have finished the show, I highly recommend checking out the timeline itself. There's a few versions of it, but and if you finished Korra too, they integrate that because we learn more about the past from the present of the show. Like the timeline of the show is always moving forward, but we get flashbacks that enlighten us. Um, and I imagine the timeline pulls from things like the uh, um, not the comics. What are they called? Graphic novels. Yeah. I think. And, I would imagine. Uh, I imagine they pull from that world and but there's not a ton of it's not like George R. R. Martin. There's not a ton of lore. So it's cool what people have been able to construct just from the show, really.
1: Yeah, and again, this isn't this isn't any sort of years that are strictly mentioned within the show, and they've sort of made it more, I guess, palatable and time framed it around this this event. And I and I think it's cool and I'm kind of interested to see like where they made the decision of, you know, the the air nomad deaths being the the sort of, you know, zero point there, but it's yeah, really fascinating read. Definitely recommend digging further into it. Um and then if we ever do reach anything where we reference things in A G as we continue on through our show, now you guys know what we're getting at.
0: And I have a feeling we will now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now that we can. Now that we have a frame <laughs> for it.
0: Exactly. All right, well, thank you, Ashley. Let's head to that conclusion. All right, so our Twitter poll this week is, do you think Jet lied about the old man and his knife and being sent to kill Jet? Reminder that Sokka claims that he never sees a knife, uh, but Jet gets it from somewhere. Um, So just a quick yes or no on that one.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I think it leaves it ambiguous enough that I could see arguments for either way, so I'm interested to see what you guys think. Um, we're actually going to be doing a double release this week. Um, we are going to be covering a SpongeBob episode due to the um, unfortunate passing of its creator, um, and so we thought that it would be a good way to sort of honor the show by going back to one of the episodes that he wrote.
0: Yeah, this really bummed us out all week. Steven Hillenberg is obviously one of the uh the the greats of Nickelodeon and of animation all time. He created what I think will be seen as the the Mickey Mouse, the uh Looney Tunes, the Scooby-Doo of this era. It I think it will be one of the most iconic cartoons of all time and it certainly is in the current year. I wonder what it will look like in a hundred years but i'll bet spongebob will still be relevant in some way maybe i'm wrong i don't know
1: no i i agree it's it's an ingrained part of our culture um it's an amazing masterpiece of a show uh, and um bubble stand is the episode that we'll be digging into and it captures Mm. so many amazing things here so um again sad that we have to sort of you know mourn the loss of this man but it is a good opportunity for us to look back at what he created and and really recognize again it. it's a masterpiece it really is a lot of people might think that it's just a, a comedy right that it's just a funny stupid show but it is so well done and there's so many great moments in there so looking forward to getting on that and you guys will see that right after this one in your feed
0: exactly it's so looking forward to that Uh, We got our social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Apple podcasts.
1: And with that, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you uh, not next week, right now.